0: guys
1: what
2: what the f*** are you doing
0: for gunnosaurus rex guys you guys are <laughs> you guys are so a moment of silence, stupid
3: a moment of silence for gunnosaurus rex
0: gunnosaurus rex today guys you can't rex today give
1: sacrificed a moment of silence sacrificed. to someone
0: who's coming back hey, hey the for hey a party, dinosaurs guys, are coming back
3: moment of silence
2: wow
0: Hello and welcome to the Fourth Officials Podcast. I am your host Tom Miller here with and irate rate Ken Lee Overjoyed Dr. Pete and also James. Uh, let's get into the games, guys. Um, let's talk about some games, guys. Can we talk can about we talk the
2: hold on a time? Can we talk about the weather in North London right now? Sunny skies. That's not is that real? And Manchester where oh, I see it's gray. It's grey. Every day. Oh, I see what you're imagery. Oh, it's again. imagery. It's gonna be cold, it's gonna be dark, <laughs> and it's gonna last wow. you for the rest I, of your life. Th- <laughs> I thought he was fair I enough. I
0: thought he
3: was
2: gonna break into song.
0: Aggressive. Well, yeah, uh, so let's talk about games today, guys. I wanna talk about defense. Over there. I wanna talk about defense overall. I wanna see from you guys. I wanna hear about what you guys think is going on. We already talked about pens, lots of pens this week, but that was not the main story. The main story this week, guys, besides the transfer window, was slaughter. Mm-hmm. Slaughter. Do you like how yeah. I kind of like, because it's like October, it was like. That doesn't you know, really rhyme. Scary. Oh.
1: Halloween theme. Yeah, yeah Halloween. Spooky theme. guys yeah. get it? Spooky. Blood.
0: spooky. All right, the first <laughs> bloodbath blood we will get into, <laughs> Tottenham 6, Manchester United, not yeah. six. Dr. Pete, this was a game that we were all looking forward to. Some of us, (laughs) I will not name names, were so looking forward to it that we got up early. We got our kids occupied on other things. And we went to watch (laughs) the game in complete silence in our rooms. (laughs) And this game was ruined in about 20 minutes, guys, by a combination of Harry Maguire's big fat head and a terrible referee. I don't think that's a fair way to spend a Sunday. And it's not going too far to say that the rest of my day was ruined, despite the Ravens smashing the Redskins. Dr. Pete, how was your Sunday?
2: Let me just say I
0: was laughed at
2: at the end of the last podcast for predicting 5-2 here. That.
3: Wow. That, you know what? that is. You and did call for, like, five penalties, though.
2: I apologize yeah. for lowballing the score <laughs> in that one. I was off by a little bit. But... I was, let's just say the first 30 seconds of the game, I was punching my pillow about as hard as I've punched it in six months. Because I, too, was waiting anxiously for this game and waiting to see what happened. This is our fourth game of the week, by the way, fourth game in the last seven days. So we had every excuse to come out and lay a giant egg. But fortunately, we had you guys do that for us. And uh-huh. I will say that the ref did ruin the game with a BS red card call 20 minutes in. But at the same time, I don't give a crap that Eric O'Meara was a little shit and drew out that red card. Because uh-huh. it happens all the time. Teams have done it to us for the last five years. <laughs> and I'm tired of other teams coming in with the black magic. <laughs> but that
0: being... Is yes,
2: this, I'm. I'm this talking like, Real Madrid, Juventus level. Oh, man, Chicanery. But <laughs> wow. that That's aside, strong words. I'm, i was very happy with the way we bounced back from that we gave away, and it was a legitimate PK.
0: Unlike a lot of, it still doesn't. Ma- it's. It still makes you irate. Yeah, true. I would say that we we have been flimsy in the in the in the penalty box for sure. But in terms of red cards, uh, we've definitely had our share of red cards that shouldn't have been. I.e., Nani in the uh, Champions League a few years ago when he went up, got the ball with the under end of his studs, but because he lifted his studs above his waist, he was given a red card, and uh, that was when Fergie walked off and refused. I'd refused. like to uh, argue. Yeah. I'd like to argue
1: the point in the same game this weekend, maybe in around the thirtieth minute. Baye should have been sent off immediately for that for stamp For raking
3: Harry Kane. For yeah. that
1: stamp on Kay- on Kane's ankle.
2: Well And then later Well that wasn't that was not as bad as so Luke, yes, Luke, Shaw. Was, he oh, out, Luke Shaw when he scythed. Oh look Luke Shaw. I think there should foul. have been no, a total no of four no. red cards yeah. given in this game.
3: It was. It was,
2: it was not a professional card. No, because that same ball was, was down.
3: ten yards in front of him and, and the player was and breaking he doubled, away. Yeah. Scissor back. leg tackle. Yeah, that was.
0: Oh, he did not. He kicked the back of his one no. leg into the uh, other. I watched no, it like no, no, ten no, 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 times. No. Anyway,
2: that's a red anyway. card. Anyway, yes, Lamellas was not. Yeah, uh, I just feel like Lamellas. No, you're not allowed to. was lost. a
1: red card, but it was a double <laughs> red card. That's <laughs> They should have both double red that. Right. Yeah.
0: Okay.
3: Yeah, I, I would have so, been. I would. I would have thought that was fair. Double red card. So
0: let's go. Let's go into the scenarios there. I want to say first that oh, no, I let's, think Manchester about the two goals that happened before it. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was gonna do, but you then cut me off, so well, I can't. Well, his team one. He's
2: allowed to. <laughs> you wanted to get straight to the red card. So let's. No, no. I said let's Ruan. talk about
0: first. Let's talk about how United was getting outplayed before the red card. Mm-hmm. That was what the end of the sentence would have been. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> they were getting outplayed, and the game was two to one in the seventh minute. The United was way too far forward, the back line, and Sonny was just running rampant behind on long balls, which is a tactic that Tottenham have been using since every time that Sonny's healthy. Kane gets the ball, pops the ball over the top, Sonny scores goals. The fact that we had no idea that that was coming is, like, criminal. I think we were getting beaten at that point. At the same time, Tottenham's back line is capable – of kicking Anthony Martial down from behind for a penalty kick. And there's no way to say for sure this game, <laughs> this game could have been 4-4. Four to four. It also could have been... I think Tottenham had an edge when the red card came. And I want to know from each one of you guys which one of these scenarios you think is the correct scenario for the red card. Oh, here he goes. So you up. have... No, I'm not setting it up. Actually, I'm kind of... <laughs> <it>. um, <laughs> so you have... Eric Lamella elbows Martial in the throat. For, not, it was like a, shift. Like a, not like a like a not like a Leonardo in the 94 World Cup shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not one of those. But like enough to be like, that's an elbow. And Anthony Martial smacks him in the face mm-hmm. like a medium medium smack. Mm-hmm. Like medium a French smack. man. Yeah, French man smack. Perfect. They only do that so when they're really is, angry, though. Is that <laughs> is that a Double, like a yellow for each player, a red for each player, or nothing for each player. I'm going to go to each one of you.
1: Mm-hmm. Ken? Okay, good. I, will, uh, I would say I was fully expecting both to be given a red card, just because typically if you touch the face okay. of any player, mm-hmm. it's a red card automatically. So I would have been happier to see both of them sent off. Both of them sent off or nothing at all, just the talking to. Because if you looked at Bai or um, Martial, he almost tapped Lamella in the mouth. Like, come on, bro. I felt you do that to
0: my neck. Like, don't do that again. Okay, James?
3: I, I, I agree with Ken. I think you could have handled it as pulling them together and be like, come on, guys. What are we doing here? If I see it again, yeah. you're both off or whatever. Or just send them straight up both off. I would have been fine with okay. either one of those. Dr. But I'm T? very happy that Martial got sent off and not Lamella. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's great. Okay.
2: Now you're going <laughs> to slip that one eat in Kevani. there. <laughs> I would say double yellow or double red. Either one would have been reasonable. I think it was it was bad refereeing, too. Mm-hmm. And why not look at it on VAR if That's you're going to give exactly. a straight red? Exactly. Jeez. Yeah. VAR strikes again because you're cause not, you're not making time. such a huge swing in the game, and because you know, uh, if for, you if you look at that on VAR, you're probably going to give them both red. Definitely right? are because Lamella did it mean, on purpose and Martial reacted.
3: Yeah, yeah. But it, for every reason why we scratch our heads over every VAR call or not call, is because at the end of the day, these refs in the prem just want to be they want to be the centerpiece. Yeah. They want to have they want to We're make a the centerpiece. They want to have the, they want to have the attention on them. They want to make these crazy decisions. And it's like you have a machine there that can make sure that you are 100% knowledgeable and right about what you do. And you choose to either not use it yeah. or use it incorrectly.
1: They literally have nothing to do now. Just listen to the the voice in their ear. And they can't <laughs> even do that. It's annoying.
0: Yeah. I am really, really tired of the referees being at the center of big games. I think that there was a English referee not long ago. Who was the bald guy? James? No, you're talking about... Um, no, no not, not Clattenburg. Webb. Yeah, Howard Clattenburg was the worst. Well, Clattenburg always Dude, wanted Howard to be the Web center was. of attention. Clattenburg was the opposite. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Webb, though, would have these finals. I think Webb did the final where uh, DeYoung axe kicked Chavi Alonso. <laughs> he well World Cup. And was like, guys... Guys, play it out. You can't be doing that, okay? <laughs> you guys, well, you love Howard Webb because he was a United fan. Yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so I mean, I, I, I think that in big games more than ever, unless things are getting testy where you have slides going back and forth and you start accumulating yellows and then you get up to a red, I don't think you put yourself in a like in a, in a situation there where there's not a lot of heat in this game beyond like it was end to end. I mean, that was the only heat in it. I, there wasn't, like, animosity going between the teams at that point. I think it built up a little bit, especially after uh, old Luke, <laughs> cut, down Luke- <laughs> cut down Lucas. Old but, uh, yeah, I mean, there was, no, there was no heat like that. And to step in and be like, okay, you're off. Like, you just ruined the game. Like, you did. It was, it was a good game developing. United were on the back foot for sure. We gave away a couple goals. Uh, but the Tottenham defense gave away a goal. Like it was a game yeah. that had a lot of interesting I would, events left in it, and the game. But you was know, but listen,
3: ruined. honestly, drill your players not to rise up to that provocation, and it's completely flipped. Oh. The Tottenham player has a red card, and United doesn't.
2: And I would, I agree the- completely. And this is coming from a guy whose team gets bad red cards. Good teams don't <laughs> get
0: bad red and- cards. Did you, but, I mean, that's not Mar- really Martial doesn't react. Never really had Martial that doesn't
3: react, and Lamella gets a red card there.
0: This is probably Martial's first red well, card. Well, it doesn't ever. make sense. He's any not any a guy that reacts. It, react. it doesn't like... But it shouldn't have been one. Well, but it, but point, point. I know it's, it's not But But you left, you left yeah. it up to the
2: refs.
3: Yeah. And we, as we know, the refs are. And let's
2: not yeah. act like completely yeah, I, that
1: United was out of this game as soon as they scored that PK. They looked terrible after that PK.
0: It was, open. The PK, it was over. That PK, they were out of the game. It was over. Oh, I see what you're saying.
1: Yeah, never looked into Well, the
0: game ended. I think when...
1: the PK made it more friendly. when for them. Sun scored. You, got a goal,
0: you would have never gotten a goal in that game. No, no way. way. That game was wide open. The I guys don't were agree terrible. with that. terrible. No way. With... even Pete said. Even Pete nah. said earlier that his defense has bad
3: goals. He was just being kind you. to you. No, he, no, would he, not be no, he, he wouldn't be kind ever. He felt, <laughs> he felt bad, and he was being—he felt bad, and he was being <laughs> kind to you. He told me that uh, privately.
0: Okay, okay. So after Sun scored a goal in the 37th minute, which was uh, approximately nine minutes after Martial was sent off, that's when I turned the game off. Probably more happened. Probably you turned the happened, game off. Are
2: you kidding I, me? You better not have turned uh, no. the game
0: off. I absolutely absolutely turn the game off. You are such absolutely a p- dude. you are a pussy man. <laughs> Sorry, play a real PSA game. PSA
3: to any fans you out play there. Play a real uh, game. Uh, Disgusting. Tom is we we are two bad United losses away from this Mark, podcast being cancelled. Right. So Whatever on guys, to be you aware. Guys aware. To be aware. You guys need to be
0: aware. Never turn You need to be aware. You're, you're on a red thin, card. Ice, thin ice. Finn I said after the third goal. Well, but he fast. Ah, yeah. Well, your team turned the, two, the your team turned the TV off after. to mention also that he
1: also no, turned it off turned after he TV realized off. that Holly was never going to change the <laughs> change his theme, oh. never going to make a substitution, and never do anything to right well, the well, wrong. He knew that before He's the game terrible. started.
0: That was actually. I'm sorry. He's that was the fourth terrible. goal. That was the fourth goal. I can't, second goal. I can't wait until that you I all- No, 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 yeah.
2: no. And, and listen, there there are plenty of teams that have gotten red cards. We watched it in and person. And back
0: from 4-1? Well, to you one? make a decision on, it was before four to one.
2: it gets to 4-1. It was 4-1. One.
0: One. Son, 37th minute, 4-1. No, I'm not
2: talking about you turning <laughs> the TV off. I'm talking about your team oh. quitting. We watched a oh, live yeah. game where Serge Aurier got a second yellow card in the 30th minute and Tottenham won. And your team just yeah. completely gave up when it was still two to one. Okay. And Ole left, Pogba, and yep. Bruno nothing. Fernandez out on the field when he should have brought in McTominay and Fred immediately when that red card went out and switched the the formations. Yeah. Instead, it resulted in yep. a scolding because dragging. Ali's reaction I agree. to loss and
1: win is indifference. He never looks any different. I've noticed now. Now I've seen it. I've seen him win and I've seen him get his skull dragged across the field, and he looks the same. He's terrible.
3: He's terrible. Uh, no, I'll say I, I see him in phases actually, and they are all you can chart his looks based on what Lord of the Rings, on, yes, due to the presence of the one ring. It corrupted him. It made a – and you, he, <sighs> aged, he ages worst. a decade in a week. The poor
0: guy. <laughs> <sighs> so, so I will poor say – So my, my thing is I do believe United were getting beaten when the Handedly. red card was given. That does, that's not to say that they couldn't have scored a goal, grabbed another one like they did last week. They scored three goals against the run of play. I mean that stuff happens – it's, well, sure. you it just does, never like and you the game ended when the red card came out. And Pete's point about it being like, okay, your team gave up after the red card came out is accurate. They gave up, and that's not acceptable. And McTominay and Fred should have been put on for the two attacking players that were not playing defense. It's
1: super unacceptable. In the center of the midfield, home,
0: by the way. So Very, very unacceptable. I agree. I think the tactics were wrong, and this is the fourth game that we've seen where United have... Not shown up to the game, and that is more worrying to me than the end of the scoreline, because it was worrying to me last week when we somehow won three to two when we had no business winning. That's more worrying to me than anything else. That's more worrying to me than Sancho. It's It's more worrying to me than anything else. Is that? And the thing is, like, it is easy to say that because if you go back and you think about the way we were talking in October and November of last year. Ali was one result away from getting sacked. He was. was, His team was lethargic, bad. Pogba didn't want to play. United scraped their way through the holidays, picked up Bruno, and then went on a ridiculous tear down the stretch to finish somehow in third, albeit with not a ton of points. And then everything was forgotten. But the thing is, like, there are problems with the team. They did finish third last year. They improved, they got a little bit of depth in the window, not as much as anybody wanted, but they did get depth in the window. The problem is, I don't think that it's necessarily the players. I think there's something else there that worries me a lot more. It's a mix between the culture and the tactics, and that worries me a whole lot more than, like I said, Sancho or anything else, is that right now there are managers that are prepared for this weird preseason stuff and they have a backup uh, for, for the limited amount of training that they're getting. And we don't look like one of those teams in a year when we're not going to get the big advantage of having 80,000 people at our own stadium, which is a huge advantage in any sport when your team has 20% more capacity than anyone else. We don't have that this year, and I'm not sure that our squad is going to be able to compensate for it. That's what worries me more. Let's move on now that we hit Tom in the face really hard. Wait, I want to say Um, for
2: 10 seconds, Tottenham played incredible. They stomped on Manchester United's neck when they needed to. And huge week, best week in a long time for our club. Beat Chelsea in the Carabao Cup. Europa League 7-2 into the group stage. Where was that
0: game played? That doesn't matter. Depths of the earth. (laughs) Mordor? (laughs) <laughs> you'll,
3: you'll you'll be happy you'll you'll be happy if you get to those Hell places because yeah. it will mean you finish third in your championship yeah, group. Yeah, because we
0: don't have the oil money to pay off the uh, selection committee. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to uh, another game that will make James maybe even happier. Although your United hate runs very deep. Uh, Aston Villa seven, is that right, James? Seven seven. That's Liverpool what I read. two. Seven. Um. I'll start with you James. This game was most funny because it somehow wiped United off the front page. Not in our group chat obviously, but it knocked United <laughs> off the like global front page because they just kept scoring. Like Aston Villa scored and they scored yeah. again and it was like all right, well then Salah scores like here we go, we're going to have like a 4-3 Liverpool game like the Leeds match. And then they just kept scoring and scoring and scoring. Like, the alerts kept coming, James.
3: Yeah, well, I'll tell you, this is a game where I'm always ready to just not be watching it. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, I'm just I'm, I'm waiting to turn yeah. this off when Salah scores the second goal inside 20 minutes. And I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and watch Liverpool no. win. I'm in that boat. Uh, because, you know, I've learned to stop. Uh, hurting myself <laughs> in those ways. through okay? therapy it's taken me a while it's taken me a while but i've gotten there okay but this one i turn this game on and you know so i'm also not like i'm like all right I gotta be there for the first whistle right i'm i'm, I'm a little lethargic getting to mm-hmm. this one i turn it on as that first ollie watkins goal is going in and i'll tell you <sighs> i had just had a big smile on my face and then the second one went in, but then Salah yeah. scored, and I thought, "Here it comes Aston Villa, put up, you know, what a great showing, plucky little Aston Villa." Ollie Watkins <laughs> getting his first two goals in Here. the Prem, good for Here. that guy. He's gonna, he's gonna be happy about it. They're gonna lose <laughs> four to two. He's gonna, but he's gonna, ha- he's gonna be, you know, good for, good for that young man. Then immediately. Aston Villa scores. Aston Villa scores. Uh, They scored three unanswered goals between Salah's next goal. Every 10 minutes they scored. (laughs) Every 10 minutes. And it was... They were... Now, I will say this. And and, uh, there was some bad luck in three of those goals, I guess, uh, for Liverpool. Massive deflections. Um, And it's rare that you see such huge deflections. So many resulting in goals three? in just one game. Um, I felt like every was, every goal was, was touched three.
2: by a Liverpool player. <laughs>
3: well if you if you listen to a Liverpool fan, <laughs> every goal was you, touched every goal was a deflection. But this but I will I'll also have to say that you know there's there's all these like oh you gotta you gotta hand it to Aston Villa but you know Liverpool didn't have a didn't have a Allison in the back, they had Adrian there, but they had every other, and they didn't have Mane, but but bar those two, they had their entire starting lineup, their preferred, we'll call it their preferred nine, because they were missing two of their preferred starters, but there is no reason for that back line to look as awful as it looked today. None of them Looked good at all. Gomez was abysmal. Yeah, he got, he got Van death Dyke. threats.
0: Gomez got death threats yeah. during the game. I'm pretty sure. From,
3: I saw a paper airplane yeah.
0: and it landed in the stadium and it was like, "I'm going to kill your family."
3: And he opened it up. I saw him look down at. I saw him look down at his little Apple yeah. Watch and
0: he was death threat kill threats your on his family. Apple watch.
3: Yeah, on his Apple Watch. <laughs> yeah, he was. T- that's the that's the worst game I've ever seen him play. And Van Dyke looked like he was about five eight. He got
0: cut game. up by Grealish.
3: He got cut up several times this was just I don't, I don't know if this is just like all these little bad things happen to happen all at the same time to Liverpool or if I'm hoping you know hope beyond hope it's just a symptom of something larger going on but not having Allison for the next six weeks is going to be a big test for this Liverpool team
0: okay so I agree with most of what you're saying but like the deflected goals I think is actually downplaying how well Aston Villa attacked they yeah, they, they agree, had 18 100%. shots 11 yeah. on target 11 on target that's like insane. I mean yeah. granted you let in seven of them that's really bad
2: <laughs> but like <laughs> 11 yeah, on missed target three is goals in the first half he should have had a hat yeah Barkley could no. it is Barcl- insane Barcl- yeah, though yeah 100 yeah so yeah I, I
3: didn't mean to downplay Aston Villa they, they, they put themselves in those positions, and they attacked amazingly. They did it all on 30%. Right. They took succession. advantage of this.
1: Yes. That defense is prone to leaking goals, whether Allison's in that goal or not.
0: It wasn't before. I mean, they, they had a, the best defense not. in Europe. They were the
3: best defense in Europe. So that's, that's, that's a
0: good segue, fault. guys. I'll let Dr. Pete take over this next part. So you have Manchester United allowing six goals and getting smoked while they do it. Also, two goals and three goals against Palace, two goals against Brighton. You have Liverpool allowing... a record allowing... for
2: the first three games in Premier League history for goals conceded.
0: Really? Yeah. Not, not mm-hmm. Manchester United history. No. Yeah. Because Premier Liverpool League history. allowed seven... Liber- Liverpool Premier League allowed history. seven ...and three to Leeds... They've allowed a lot of goals, too. Anyway, so Liverpool allows seven goals. United allows six. Chelsea allow or Man City allows five in a game, and Chelsea allows four. I guess that's not really that surprising, so we won't use them. Um, But everybody else, I mean, (laughs) these were the top three defenses in the league last year, Dr. Pete. What is going on?
2: So correction, Chelsea was a horrible defense last year. They weren't. Yeah, that's even close what I'm saying. We're throwing them out. Three.
0: I threw them out. I threw them out. Oh, you're talking about yeah? yeah. They're okay. they're out. Gotcha. Yeah, United. Um, three.
2: Uh, there's a problem in the Prem right now with good center backs is one issue. Now Liverpool does not have a problem with good center backs, but I think one of the things that you're seeing is the lower level teams in the Prem are learning how to deal with the more dominant teams and possession is starting to mean very little. And these teams are stocking up with players that are allowing them to effectively counterattack and Liverpool had such a high line in that game and this was a masterpiece in how to beat the high line. I mean their their runs were perfect behind the line and their defense was completely scrambled. You you guys left out the part where Alexander Arnold reached out for a ball that just coasted by him and the guy was in on goal after that scored easily. I mean, there were so many mistakes across the back line, but I think defending in general in the prem, like everybody was looking for center halves going into the break. I mean, there's not a team other than Liverpool that has good center backs they can rely on. Well,
3: I think I agree. I agree with you. And I think it's, all of that is it's coming at the same time as we've gone through like a tactical kind of evolution in the premier league, right. Where it is. Teams are playing much higher up the pitch. I mean, it's not just Liverpool and city that play high, a high line. You know, lots of teams are playing a high line. Now they're pressing from the front. Um, And it used to be, I mean, it was this way for a long time in English football. I mean, everyone lined up four, four, two, you know, you had some basic variations to that, but at the end of the day, whoever had really the better players would likely win out. You're just two systems going against one another. And on the day, whoever wins wins. I think now what we're seeing tactics are becoming so specialized and so kind of, they're really pushing, trying kind to of push these limits and find these little nooks and crannies to exploit. They're all, you're also being opened up to, just the basic old stay compact counter with a fast player it's that's right back on the menu when that used to be seen as like neanderthal type playing you know sam allardyce this is the time for <laughs> sam allardyce to come hey, back. Sam. play deep kick it long and run onto it because their entire team is sitting in your half now you have half the field to yeah. kick that ball into and you've got to scramble it's like a, it's a, it's a bounce back from yeah. this kind of tactical evolution that I think clubs are going I think to.
0: that's a great way to put it, especially I'm a big fan of the idea of things like this, like tactics like this going in vogue and then the pendulum swinging back as people figure it out. Yeah. And I think that, you know, watching the Man City match, you have two managers. Pep brought that kind of high press style. I know, I know Klopp did to the Geigen press and whatnot, but I really think that Pep. Brought it real early, like oh seven oh eight, with that Barcelona team, knowing that his team was so much better than everyone else and that they were going to pack it in. He went with a full out like trap that pushed all the way up, and he had fast center backs and he had great players that could get back and and kind of uh, knock the counter away. But now I think you have faster forwards. or so much quality in the Prem that you have the fifth place team, sixth place team. 10th place team have players like, you know, Zaha, uh, Vardy, those kind of players that can rip up the counter so quickly. And pretty soon before you know it, you make two mistakes. You're down two nothing. You're still playing that high press. You're going even further to try to chase the goal. And I think that's where these six and seven and, you know, five, six, seven goals come from. Uh, Ken, anything to add to that? Uh, I think what we might be seeing too is
1: I'm going to relate everything back to VAR ruining the game. (laughs) I think what we're seeing now is the, the emergence of what we have to consider now modern day defending, which is we cannot get too close to the attacker because every single thing in slow motion is a PK. So now these strikers and these wingers that are cutting into the middle are being given that extra half yard space. Mm. Now they have room to let off a shot if they wanted to. And I mean, take the shot now because you're not going to get taken down because it's not up to the referee anymore.
0: And it might hit the
1: Right. So what you have is defenders are are they're forced to relax a little bit and not play super super tight. You can't do a shoulder to shoulder tackle in the box anymore. That's a PK every single time. They won't call that on the twenty yard line, but they'll call that inside the eighteenth PK every single time. Yeah, I think we might see, unfortunately, a lot more of these four, five, six goal games for no other reason than the fact that defending is kind of being. Uh, marginalized. With See, and
3: again, Pep was ahead of the game here because we never defended to begin with. <laughs> you just, uh, you just buy super early inventors. <laughs> who, needs, who needs, needs to
0: defend. You don't need one. You might as well just play. I mean, Ederson, you just put him at center back like a sweeper back and just and have him smile would, at people. I would like to add to this will only be news or, or newsworthy to
1: us in the group chat. Thomas Miller made it his point of his weekend to mark his word that Arsenal would give up goals by playing out the back. And I'd like to say that this weekend, I think that maybe Arsenal and Tottenham are the only teams to not give up goals by playing out of the back.
0: (laughs) That's fair.
3: Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I I was, I was really happy to screenshot
0: one. That 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 was a good one. (laughs) Uh, Can I just say on the record that the next game that Arsenal plays in, they will let up a goal by passing out of the back. That is all. Ooh, that is all. Okay. That is Mark all.
1: Well, as Mark long as his David, words. As long as David DeHaye is uh, in between the polls.
0: Uh, does, he does goals going into your net too. So. doesn't play for Arsenal. doesn't play for Arsenal. Uh, all right. I'm well, so I want to end the, play the defensive conversation with the idea that uh, Duncan Alexander, who does, um, he's an Optic guy. He put out the stat. He said, I'll say it before and I'll say it again. Chelsea letting in 15 goals in the entirety of the 0405 season is the best Premier League achievement there has ever been. Fifteen goals, guys. I mean, Liverpool was halfway yeah. there in one game. That's hard to argue. Hard to argue.
3: That's pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah, I, that's a anomaly. Yeah. I, that'll never happen yeah. again.
0: And I think to Ken's point, that was a time when the Dark Arts, which Pete mentioned earlier, although I think he called it voodoo, uh, the Dark Arts magic. were such a big part of the game. Getting a yellow card instead of a red uh, being able to just, like, barely cleat a guy. Some of those Italian defenders, James. Um, and then also, mm. like, Carvalho, the Portuguese defender for Chelsea. I just remember him grabbing, like, yellow cards in the 60th minute with a studs tackle that was in VAR, definitely a red. But they didn't have it then. You got away with everything. And Mal took all advantage of that way back then to get to allow yep. so few goals. So. I think that's really interesting. Um, speaking of Jose Mourinho, we can move on to Rack's favorite team. Chelsea won 4-0. to zero. Uh, Anything to add, guys?
3: Nah, no, really un- not really an inspiring it moment. Well it in looks
0: good.
1: That. Two PKs. Surprise, surprise.
0: Uh, Jorginho scores, story, story of the season. Uh, Mendy, clean sheet. Guys, a little bit shaky. <laughs> a little bit shaky, but uh, when you get a clean sheet out of a Chelsea goalie, that's something to mark, right?
2: I saw that he, uh, he has only been in the first division, like, since he was 25. He's 28. Yeah, but it, t- it took him until he was 25 or 26 hmm. to get up to I
0: am curious. first division yeah. football. I'm curious to see how they play with him because he's not a good distributor of the ball. Well, maybe people will go back to just kicking the ball forward. United at this point is They're already committed. Have to with him. But a lot of these teams are committed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with their rosters to not having anybody in the middle win the ball. That's why they don't kick it long, because you got Martial who's like five ten and doesn't doesn't head the ball. I mean
3: Pogba doesn't Pogba jump doesn't jump to uh Fernandez. I
0: mean that's just Manchester United, but midfields aren't built with those kind of players. I mean Chelsea has Conte no. in the middle, he's not gonna win headers.
3: We're we're not winning headers uh, oh in midfield. Yeah, you
0: have Rodrigo. So I don't think aren't. he's a header, a guy who goes up for a lot of them.
3: Rodri Rodri, and he doesn't yeah, no. I
0: don't think so all these teams aren't built for that anymore. But I wonder what happens. You know, actually, Tottenham has an advantage there. Pete and I watched Harry Kane live go to the sidelines for each goal kick and just back up into the defender, bang him around with his elbows and his head, and all game long you're just watching this defender get battered. And I think, you know, if Tottenham were to switch to that in some of these matches, they would have an advantage because no one plays that way anymore. They all play out of the back. And I'm wondering yeah. when the pendulum, like you were saying, James, will swing back to being like, you know what? Everybody's allowing these terrible goals. But, you know, right now, all I know is it's a goal fast. There's goals everywhere. Chelsea wins 4 yeah. uh, 0. The great Jorginho scores two penalties. Um, Pulisic was on the bench in this one. So um, that's exciting, right? Was he?
3: Yeah. Yeah, he uh, came on. He came on. Yeah, that's it. A... Yeah. He did come on. This was his return from injury, which is good. Good to see. I think he'll be a lot better for him than Hudson
0: Doy.: yeah, Sure. Anyway. Uh, Man City leads. That was a fun game, guys. Uh, it got overshadowed big time by the Liverpool blowout and the Manchester United slaughter. But that was a really interesting game to watch, and it deserved to be a draw. I think it probably deserved to be like a 2-2 or three 3-3 draw. Um, but Sterling had to, you know, poop his pants a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was yeah. a fun match. Uh, anything to add to that one, Dr. Pete? Uh, fascinating match in terms of
2: the two managers. James commented a couple weeks ago that he was scared of Leeds just because Pep has so much reverence for Bielsa. And he played this one really well, and I think they actually had just as many or more chances as Manchester City. And, you know, yeah. you're seeing a lot of the goalkeepers who were rock solid last year, at least good, are really struggling this year. Pickford and Ederson.
0: Pickford was really bad last year. Yeah, I thought was. Ederson was. Well, I, guess I was thinking he was, was too, the only he, reason they tied. Ederson was good, but he also allowed the. Goal. He did
1: make a terrible mistake. Yeah, but he was yeah, amazing he after win, but...
0: that. Yeah, I was him. thinking Pickford two years. He was yeah. amazing before
1: yeah. and after
0: that. He's yeah, he was I terrible for that, that five Ken. seconds. He was. That was an awful <laughs> mistake, but when you're a goalie, like anytime you make a mistake, now we're looking at a time period over like 10 matches where in those 10 matches, he had the Leon mistake. He had mm-hmm. the Southampton mistake. And then this mistake, I mean, right now everybody's making mistakes. So it's not a big deal, it's, but yeah, there, no, there's something there. Them
1: points, that's for sure. something it's there. Costing them points.
0: I'll, I'll say more than, more than
3: Ederson making that mistake. I mean, obviously you can, that directly leads to a goal. So that's very easy to say, but we had 23 shots in this game and only two on target. So, you know, for me, and it's not not an excuse, but obviously, we very much miss Aguero. We even miss Jesus, right? Oh. So, it's an issue. I mean, it's an issue. You we can't play with Sterling up against, top.
0: Though, I, I, hey, I was saying it the Sterling, whole time. One of I Sterling's mean, misses Leeds was is, pretty epic.
3: Yeah, it's he has a he has a nice epic miss in this yeah. one again, just like he does almost every <laughs> game, right? So, <laughs> uh, Le, look, Leeds played fantastically, and I, I like I said, I, I think Leeds. I've up and down every every time they play in the chat. I'm saying, Leeds are legit. I think Leeds are a legit team. They took Liverpool to the end of their game too. Yeah, um, and I think they probably match up much much worse against that Liverpool team with the tactics that they use. Yeah, they scare me. Um, but they, they're they're there. I mean, they're a good team. They're not going away. They they did some strengthening this window, and I think Bielsa is the truth. I, mean,
2: I don't he's know the if he can press he's like the that the prim- of all. for for 38 games. We'll I mean,
0: they did it last year. The they did it last yeah, year, guys. They yeah, the the, like had the championship. Yeah, the championship's like games.
3: <laughs> the and and and, the and there you can still you,
0: well, can, still you can still kick someone to pieces. To yeah, yeah, true, absolutely. Yeah, so but I, if anything,
3: be up they against, did it in a much talent gap
2: teams with yeah. uh, possession of seventy yeah. percent, where they're just running around with chickens yeah. with their heads cut off.
3: Well, normally that would have been us, right? But they outpossessed us in this game, so.
2: And I think too they I mean, figured it out quickly.
1: They haven't let in a lot of goals um, since you know it's only four games in, but they haven't they, they let in. You know, they're they're starting to, to shore that up a little bit. So if they can keep the goals away from them, they're going to be in every single game, obviously. But Leeds is a little better than every than a lot well, of the teams in the league.
3: They already look like the best team, the best promotion team I've seen in a long, long, long time.
0: Well, absolutely. I mean, they look like they, wait, they belong wasn't, uh, in the prem and they're going to be here. promoted last year. Sheffield United was in fourth place for like the whole year, but they collapsed pretty. Yeah, they epically. didn't do it. A, they didn't do it in a good way. <laughs> They're, They're not as interesting in for sure. Uh, I, the Leeds tactics were so interesting in this one, watching them pump the ball behind the fullbacks for uh, city. I, I thought that was so interesting. Even I didn't think Walker played badly. It was just like he would get up there and then they'd immediately shoot the ball right behind him. Um, I thought <laughs> yeah. that was the, the tactics were interesting uh, Leeds. You know, Biesla came in there, um, after the match, Pep tried to mouth kiss him and Biesla was like in that crouch mm-hmm. that he is and he's like, Bro, like we're on T V, you can't like, like bro, I thought, uh, like, yeah, yeah, but later, yeah, COVID, yeah, 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 not on, not on
1: camera, not on camera, yeah, not on, like, like social. Chill, man, place. I thought for whatever it's worth that Walker was actually probably he probably deserved to be the highest rated player on yeah. Manchester City, on and that's day. where they
0: were getting their opportunities went,
1: from. you remember, know, like in the 88th oh, grade, yeah. he still sprinted all the way down to Leeds box to try to cross mm-hmm. that ball in, like that dude was working. The problem is, you're not going to see works. that Walker again for. <laughs> 678. Uh, oh no, I
3: think he's, Walker's pretty good. <laughs> no, he's, he's pretty pretty, I, he pretty yeah, consistently does pretty that. Good. He just the crosses don't hit anybody or they land at Sterling
0: Yeah.
1: Just, <laughs> hey, you can't you can't get rid of that heart though. You, you need heart on the team and he's got it. Oh no, wait a minute. He the Jordan Henderson award got for heart.
0: heart on the
1: team. He wants to do good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, <laughs> let's move right. on to, <laughs> the, moving to on. the
0: next winning London team, guys. I'm of course talking about West Ham beating Leicester 3-0. <laughs> Big game for West Ham as they play without uh, Moyes, who has COVID. They play much better when he's not there, which is not a surprise. Well, there's the problem. Yeah. Leicester gets smoked again. Um, I don't really want to go too deep in this, this match because I want to talk about the uh, Everton match, obviously. So um,
3: Zero shots on target. That's all you yeah, need to say I mean, for Leicester.
0: Leicester is a weird team. A lot of weird results early. No penalty kick goals for Vardy, which takes his pace down to uh, 40 penalty kick goals for the year. Uh, mm. Guys, we haven't talked about Everton at all, but Everton has looked awesome. they It's still Everton, though. I mean, I hear what you're saying, Ooh, but wow. everybody else is such a mess. Everyone else is such a mess that, like, this could be the year that because you don't have a, a clear advantage with fans and home games from Liverpool and Manchester United, not City... Um, And like Arsenal and even those like Tottenham has a big new stadium. Like there's advantages there with the the crowd noise. Everything's neutralized. And I think with VAR, everything is even more left to chance, right? Instead of having like a 2% margin of error in a game, you have this weird like 10% swing uh, depending on how they handle the handball rule. And I think that that's, that's a year where a team that gets hot like Everton, if you can accumulate a bunch of points, you could win the league with like 80 points. You know, I'd like to just take the
1: just so we can pump the brakes for a second on Everton. (laughs) Aston Villa, who was who was finished 17th last year, is in second. They've scored 11 goals and only let in two. Everton's in first, they've scored 12 and let in five. We need to relax a little bit. Let's let this season take shape before we start crowning Everton the, the, the first quarter season champion. My team I mean. is
0: on fire right now. Do you understand? My team is on fire, Ken. We are burning to the ground, and we're going to get relegated. <laughs> You're trying to pump bricks.
3: Well, Everton's always been like... I, I can see why Tom's so interested fun. in this, because Everton's, Everton's always been kind of like a united farm team. They play us point. tough, man. They always have. I'll be honest. I hate playing. Um,
1: it will but... not surprise me to see at week 37, Everton is fighting for the 8th position i mean
3: i I think that the difference now Angelotti is is a very good coach and they have a very 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 talented player in james rodriguez i mean he's a level above Mm -hmm. that squad and he's there now and pulling the strings i mean he looks good yeah and to to tom's point everton have kind of been formed in the show they've lived it for forever, now that everyone else is in it, they're they're kind of in Everton's turf here.
1: Yeah, if anyone deserves to have a very high flying season, it probably is Everton. Yeah. I mean, they've had a lot of big squads that have done a lot of nothing mm-hmm. over the years. So we'll see. Are you going to let them have it, Ken? I'm going to give it to them. I'm let gonna, them have a little bit. I'm going to let them have it for right now, of course, because they own the top position. They're playing fantastically, but. The season is very long, and Everton hey, is a very consistent let's team. Let's see how they look on the seventeenth after the
2: international break when they play Liverpool. <laughs> that will tell you. That's right, that's gonna gonna be Derby. That will tell you we'll a very, yeah. very angry Liverpool.
0: Yeah, but a decimated. Will be angry, happens. or are they just kind of like falling apart? <laughs> because i they're just apart. <laughs> that's fair. All right, guys. Well, let's let's give Ken a bone here. Uh, Arsenal two, Sheffield United one. Yeah.
1: Well, I don't need a Pepe from you scores plans. a goal.
0: Okay. Um, somebody named S- an open play, fantastic Saka, individual
1: scores a goal. And, uh, and a, you know what?
3: Big story here. Sheffield United scored their first hey, goal. Hey,
1: Sheffield
0: United—that's really what the story of this here.
3: game is. I
0: Sheffield knew United, United,
3: and almost the second David, one. Almost a second the one. Actually, yeah, the yeah, the <laughs> yeah,
1: but they didn't. Where everyone else is letting in six and seven and five goals, Arsenal let in one. Doesn't it just suck to be you guys?
0: It's a David McGoldrick alert, Dr. Pete, as he scores for David McGoldrick uh, alert. As he scores for Sheffield United. That was a nice uh, goal. Anything That's the anything, big story anything to add, in this Dr. One. Pete on Sheffield United's performance in this one?
2: No, but I will say Ken, I couldn't help but notice <laughs> how parallel our season narratives are running. Like look at look at this for instance. Pepe and Ndomboy were the worst most overpriced transfers of last year and this year they're actually making an impact they're coming into the last year we leaked goals like it was going out of style this year defenses are tightened up a bit i'm just saying
3: i i don't want to live in a world where you guys become friends yeah i'm not going to be a part of that
1: (laughs) well i'll 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 go i'll just end it right now (laughs) then i'll just go and say further I, I've been trying to tell you this, Pete, for a long time, and I, I think that it should come from a place of
2: love at this point. Yes. Tottenham want to be. Oh, Arsenal. there we go. <laughs> And we're gonna beat the <laughs> pants off the year this year.
0: Thanks, guys. James and I were about to quit and not post this pod, so I'm so glad.
3: Let's well, just make. I'm like, I'm like, I'm feeling like I have to like attack Tom and I, Manchester. Yeah, do say, that. Something. Do that in, in, do in that.
0: friendly form. Do I don't know what
3: this podcast will do
1: if the if Manchester continues to perform the way that they're performing. How long can the excuse mongering go? I don't know. If you did it, we're for, watching it, the de- we're watching the decline of City. Ali is driving the Manchester bus into a dick.
3: Oh, man. This guy, this guy beats, beats yeah. Sheffield United 2-1, to one, and he's on it top takes, of the world. It, it would take you 20 seasons. Else. In the immortal words of Ken's wife, <laughs> way too much."
1: Uh, one, one, and one, James Lewis. One, one, one. Uh, oh, yeah. That's your record.
3: Three games in. Yeah,
1: here we go. Hey, I, know,
3: I know. you weren't. You weren't ready <laughs> you to. You weren't ready to. Uh, you weren't ready to call the uh, season for Everton, but I get that you're ready to end it now for Arsenal in fourth place. Who'd ever <laughs> thought it?
1: <laughs> All right, guys. I would be lying to you if I said I wouldn't want the season to finish right now. I'll take
3: fourth place. I know you do, because you guys are always happy with just fourth place.
1: Uh, no, guys, not true. We... Not true. Not true. All right, let's
0: talk transfers, guys. <sighs> oh, got it in there.
1: Let's talk transfers.
0: Ooh, okay. uh, no Sancho, guys. Um
3: <laughs> shocker. weird.
0: Yeah. Right. Shocker.
3: Who could have ever seen that coming? Shocker. No one ever mentioned that in we're, any of these pods or so or stupid. anywhere else. They'll I take, said
0: 50-50 the whole time. It's also not my fault. And I said
3: 0 the whole time. So you say 0,
0: we you see you better on black or red and then you're like I knew it. You bet on black or red, and you're like, oh, yeah, I knew it was going to land on red. It's you're not. So dumb. This isn't a black you're or so red. It's so dumb. It's if not a it's black 50, or red situation. 50, there's never you're been. So it
1: was you, the one saying it's 50 the gambling 50. And you no justification said it
0: was 50, 50, for that. 50 50, you dummy. There's
1: never been a more clear transfer than, than Sancho to United. Pay this amount of money, yes. and you can
0: have it. And we said we wouldn't pay and, it. <laughs> and
1: and can yeah.
0: it. And you didn't have it. And yet somehow it was no, going no, to happen. That's not what I said. What I said was they're going to offer an amount. And Dortmund will either accept You and every other goon it. on no, Twitter. No, the ones on Twitter were like, just pay it. The ones on Twitter, Manchester United Twitter said, just pay it. 120, just pay it.
3: And then they said, well, but they'll come down. It'll be about 100. They'll come down. Uh, he's, a, he's basically a United player already.
2: No, they did. I don't really they understand said, pay why it. why they said pay such a huge story anyways. It's like there's so many other players. Eddie. like. Eddie every made other, it that. every yeah, other that's team, a bigger deal. Every other team missed out on players like they always do, and it just wasn't a yeah. big deal. But United, well, Eddie
0: made
1: it. That United seems already think, coming,
0: we have his number. They seem to think that it's a good idea to have high to be in the newspaper and dominating the news cycle, regardless of whether or not they they land them. They don't mind like other clubs, Bayern Munich, Manchester City, these other clubs. When things fall apart, they just say, uh, "No, we're no longer in for that player." And that's it. Manchester United did that with Wesley Snyder in July when they were going after him borderline publicly. Then when it came down to it, it wasn't going to happen. And they said, no, we're no longer in for him. Ed Woodward seems to think that by keeping Manchester United in the news, it's worth money. It's not worth money. It makes you look bad. In this case, I don't have a problem with them not going up to 120. But at the same time, your fan base is irate because you made it seem like it might be possible. If it wasn't possible, then you should have just come out and said it. I, I,
3: I, and I agree with you there. I don't think it's not an issue that you didn't get Sancho, but the way that, even after, you know, there was all of these leaks to the press, and it was all this like, oh, Sancho is interested now, and we're making a breakthrough, and it's like, and I agree, 100%. This was absolutely Woodward's strategy to keep everyone like hyped on the edge of their seat, but. It only looks like it resulted in pain and embarrassment for United fans. Oh yeah, rioting, read, they're rioting. From what I can read, they're like angry. They are rioting. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're think...
1: you're not. They well, are angry. Was the goal for United to get Sancho to hand in
0: a written request? That could be, but, uh, but he would be giving, I giving think up. Think uh, I think there was a there's a loyalty bonus you forfeit when you do that, and I think his is like it's it's substantial. It's like six million or something. Right, but that's so the why only would he do Think of like
1: so. I think I, – I don't fully agree with James. I think it it wouldn't have been a big deal for United to not get Sancho, but United yes. made it a big yes. deal. Yes, that, for them not that I totally okay. agree yeah. with. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's True. a perfect True. way to say it. Like, I, I don't think – I don't think it's a big deal like right wing is not our issue right now you know it's not like if Sancho had been playing I we, would
1: have loved we, for you guys to drop 120 on a right winger it would have been a backup cuz then you'd have no wait argument minute, dropped, we'd have a dead you podcast.
0: dropped 80 on a right winger <laughs> that doesn't play for you get out
1: of here uh he just scored a goal and open playing an
3: individual
1: <laughs> Yeah cuz he it came on he came on, mm, on a slump. Wrong, wrong
0: weekend bro you spent you spent 80
3: million on a defender <laughs> that just pulled his own teammate
0: down and allowed the Him? He will defend anything. That's the thing. Uh, If you go near his ball, then he's going to knock you over. 80 million on
3: (laughs) (laughs) I
1: can't believe, I
0: cannot believe the fan whose team bought Pepe is throwing shade about right wingers. This is insane. This is insane. Well, you're forgetting,
3: well, in, Tom. They're in fourth place. He's happy for the season yeah, to be over. No, no, no. He's no, no all you, you can't.
1: You have to. T- you have to throw shade at the right time, Thomas. And you're throwing shade on an individual display that led to a fantastic finish. You can't. Your mess guy with him came right on
0: now. as a sub for an eighth place. Name a United team. player
1: this weekend that played and earned his check, and I will let you continue to talk. And I think the podcast <laughs> oh, will too.
0: Bruno Fernandez scored a hat <laughs> And kick I don't goal. think that you Oh Bruno yeah, Fernandez scored remained automatic. Thank you. He remained automatic. I will continue <laughs> to talk. All right, so guys. Let's talk about. He looked terrible after (laughs) that, though. Yanked at halftime. Along with everyone else wearing a red jersey. Pogba needs a break. I think Pogba needs a break. I think (laughs) what Pete said said is actually a Mourinho tactic. When you start sliding and your team is really hurting for confidence, Mourinho will drop into a shell and take any points he can get over the next three or four matches, even if they're 0-0 draws, because he doesn't Mm want to drop into a hole by allowing loss after loss after loss. Brandon, when he loses the, the locker room, that doesn't work out as well because he's lost all aspects of it. But in the normal run of a season, he just wants points. It can be one point or yeah. three points. He just does not want to leave a zero. And and that's that is why he's one of the greatest coaches ever. Yeah. I mean, I think there's something to be said about burning the building down and finishing in 10th place every third year. But there's also the way he accumulates points and trophies is something that we've always, Mm -hmm. you know, talked about. But let's talk about the – let's finish up with the transfer window stuff, guys. Uh, I want you guys to give me two teams you think did really well in the transfer window and then two teams you think did really poorly and then just – we'll go like maybe one line about why they did well and why they did poorly. I think that Tottenham did well. And I think Arsenal did well. And teams that I think did pretty poorly, um, Leicester. I think Leicester did poorly. They did bring in some players, but I wasn't really that impressed with them. Um, And then I also think that Manchester United did poorly, not because they didn't strengthen, because they did. They got depth. They got uh, a bunch of young players in that won't affect us now. But they did bring in TELUS to play for Luke Shaw. I mean, that's a huge upgrade over last year. And I think Beek coming off the bench is a huge upgrade. And so the team got better because the roster is the same one that finished last year. Uh, but the idea and everything that surrounded Sancho, how it was executed and how it was handled, made it so Manchester United did not have a good window by their own volition, basically. Um, Dr. Pete? So... This is going to make you very happy, Tom,
2: but uh, I think Arsenal, Tottenham, Man City, and Liverpool all added critical depth and good players to their squad. And I think Man U added a, a couple of depth pieces, but I, I just don't think they're going to take a step forward without adding a player who's going to... You can just slot them straight into the starting 11. They didn't add anybody like that. And... Chelsea Chelsea didn't get good value. But if you're talking about adding players that could be world-class players, they added a bunch of them. So if they figure out their goalkeeping situation, they could be a problem in the future. So I think the top of the prem, and I think the top of the prem, you compare it to all the other leagues and the great teams, PSG, Juventus, Real, Barcelona, like those teams didn't add that many good players.
0: No, they did the not. The Prem
2: just flooded with young talent. It's incredible. Okay.
0: Uh, Ken Lee?
2: Yeah, I think it's pretty clear um,
1: who did the good side of work and who did the bad. And I really only, I only think that United did worse because of the whole Sancho yeah. debacle. Um, but I think that, yeah, Tottenham, I mean, not only did they add players, but they got rid of a lot of players that they absolutely do not need to be sitting in that stadium, really ever. Mostly loans, but they got some money off of a, a player or two. Uh, bringing in uh, Doherty, I think is going to be crucial for them. Arsenal brought in two young players today, too, a striker and a center back. For the future, though, they're gonna, they already said they're going to put them on the U23 team. But um, Plus the
0: party. Don't I think getting party. party
1: Yeah. Party on the last day. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's going to be, I think, very critical in relieving our back line. I hope fingers crossed, like we're leaving a lot of pressure on our back line, having, um, you know, a Marshall of just like the set up a defensive midfielder. Um, I'm hoping that he brings something that we haven't seen in uh, a long time back to Arsenal, which is a, you know, some heart and some gut in a defensive midfield position. So yeah, I'm pumped.
0: Yeah. I mean, you guys did pick up a lot and I think that's, uh, A good thing, especially because you'll be slogging through uh, Europa. I I, I mean that as as an insult, and also you you do need players to play in Europa, which is why I think Tottenham did a really good job, because they added a bunch of players, and you need all those players. Also, uh, you know, Gunnar Rex leaving for you guys isn't great. It's not a good look. Um, but uh, you know, hopefully, you guys can use that as a man rallying who point. He got bring that up. He'll be back, boys and girls. He'll be back when the
1: fans are back. Let's not lose. Yeah, our
0: that's, what, uh, that's what that's what they're telling if, you. If the yeah, if the guy's still alive, yeah, that's the thing. Like that was his uh, whole life. So let's
1: not let's not make mountain. Those out out of, tickets out, out of to the mountain farm mountain. are usually yeah. one way.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> guys are
0: ridiculous. <laughs>
1: That's what happens when you when your when your team gets smashed. You got nothing else to talk about.
0: <laughs> the the mental, you, like, them it
3: that's not a that's not a return
1: trip. <laughs> mental I image of them that, driving gun out the country. Yeah. Uh, when,
0: when,
1: when you start hating other teams more than you love uh, your, team,
0: I, I'm thinking about uh, my neighbor's dog Tux. <laughs> Pete, remember Tux, the dog that used to run through the electric fence that they yeah, had he was the worst. And they would they would turn the voltage up more and more every time. And he just had these <laughs> giant welts on his neck, but he'd still run away every single time. And then one day my friend Hunter came over and he's like, Oh man, my parents told me that Tux had to go to a farm and he's living a better life, but he just couldn't stay with us because he kept running away. And at the time I didn't think about it. And I was sitting with him and we were drinking and he's like I was like hey remember Tux he's like yeah I think my parents killed him. I was like I was <laughs> like bro I think your parents did too. <laughs> <laughs> really made Thanksgiving yeah. bad, but, uh, yeah. RIP got yeah. Rex, uh, well, James, you want to talk about transfers?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I'll just real quick. Cause you know, um, Ken and, and Pete made some good points here. Um, you know, Ar- Arsenal Tottenham, Chelsea pool city in terms of adding impactful players. I think they've done a good job. Um, I completely agree with what Pete has to say about Chelsea. I mean, I don't know if they got good value, but they have, they brought potential world-class players in. I think Leicester and Newcastle did pretty poorly. It's not a surprise for Newcastle. They never support any of their <laughs> managers uh, with any kind of reasonable transfers, and, and this is no different. Um, that team is terrible, and if they manage to stay up, uh, then whoever is their manager at the time, because I'm sure Steve it won't be... It'll be
0: Big Sam. It'll be Big Steve Sam. Steve Bruce. Say
3: it. Big Sam will come <laughs> in, save him from relegation, and he'll... He'll have earned his knighthood, I think, at the <laughs> end of that one. Uh, but for standout here on the for the impactful transfer window, I have to go with Everton um, for bringing in not only James Rodriguez but Docore from Watford and Allen from uh, Napoli. Uh, they basically have replaced their entire midfield. Yeah, um, with a high, highly talented, highly functioning unit and they seem to have clicked. Now I know Allen is might be out uh, with a little bit of a groin strain or something for for a little bit, but these first four games they have looked fantastic. Um and they've also brought uh brought in Ben Godfrey just to, on deadline day, yeah. a young English center back from Norwich last season who's who's supposed to be uh fairly talented. So I think they do it and then I'll have to mention Man United for worst. Um because of the Sancho Uh, transfer saga, and I'll I'll just have to go with Patrice Evra's (laughs) comments as well, where why do you even buy Vandebeek? He's not going to start. He doesn't do anything. You don't need him. stupid. You don't need him. And that's that's I'm just quoting Patrice Evra, but uh, that's basically all they did, other than buy a couple of 18 year olds that uh, may or may have not heard ever see it, the light he of day. Oh, they, uh, they
0: offset 40, that forty five Oh, and a, a, sorry, and a
3: that's right, and a 33 year old who hasn't played <laughs> I, I in. I saw a months.
0: great headline. It was uh, just the it, last it was, time
1: he did play. He scored four goals in the French. It week. was
0: Edison Cavani and his brother have been waiting for a patsy all summer. They found one in Ed Woodward. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ed's like. Ed's like, hey, you guys
3: were, you were really high on Sancho, right? Well, guess what <laughs> I got?
0: It's Cavani. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie loves FIFA 2015 and just plays it yeah. to death. Just plays it to death. Because why buy a new one when they're all the same, you know? Right. So he just plays, right. just he just the plays FIFA 2015 forever. And we just continue to buy players from FIFA 2015. Alexis Sanchez. was a monster. Monster. Couldn't push him off the ball.
3: I Honestly, I'm a huge I actually Cavani throughout his entire career has been an excellent striker. Uh he is thirty-three years old now on a big salary coming into well not a farmer's let's use league. Big big salary so,
0: correctly here. I mean we were paying Alexis Sanchez like three fifty a week, so he's on half right. of that. Yeah, that's true. So. And he's no
3: and he's and he's no Osel. He's no, no Ozil, So no. um Um but to you know, in all fairness, you guys didn't have to um, kill your mascot yeah. to bring him
0: in. Yeah. So red double points still for you guys, uh, Gunners. Yep.
1: Not killed. He's taking. He's
0: taking a break. Is that what, is that what your parents are telling you, Ken? <laughs> well, yeah. You guys are so <laughs> all things. right. All right. So I do, I do <laughs> I'm so glad that there's been
1: other. I want to say one thing to, about uh, Chelsea. I
0: want to say one thing about Chelsea. I think they added talent. I think those guys they brought in. Zayich and Chilwell mm-hmm. and Havertz are all talented, supremely talented in some of their cases. I think Havertz have come good. But I don't think that was their problem. And I think that's why I don't like it. I don't like that they their answer to their horrendous defense was to sign a 36-year-old. To me, that's the same thing as Cavani. He was from the same league, the same team.
3: Well, like, Yeah, no, you're right. But where they're different from United is that they did actually sign a defender, and defenders. they signed good players.
0: Yeah, they did sign good players. Even
3: if they weren't in the um, right positions, you guys didn't do anything.
0: They signed players we that potentially make it to where their defense is unneeded. We answered Luke's show. So that's the plan, short term.
3: Oh, That's we true. You, Luke did, you did. Cried. You did answer the question of Luke Shaw.
0: <laughs> Luke's cried. Please take me out of the game. <laughs> Please. You see what happens when I play. Please take me out of the game. So I, I do like I do like Telus, but um. You're not going to understand the impact on the team because of what happened with Sancho. That is going to overshadow everything, and that's totally the fault of Manchester United's admin. Um, I'm not a big fan of the Love United, Hate Glazers" people on Twitter. I don't think those people understand what bad ownership looks like at all. Like the amount of money that they put into the club, yes, it's not what City put in, but it's up there. It's like second or third in money they've spent. And it's just the same thing over and over again. Oh, these guys, they killed us again. It's like, you didn't.
3: Well, if you count the money, you didn't yeah. spend zero If you count the money. They siphoned out for themselves. They, you mean, they're definitely you mean a portion of their, their enormous
0: first. profits? Like every business does like they're oh. run by a business. I mean, Barcelona just announced hundreds of millions of dollars in losses and debt. Like that's bad management. And they're still buying people, but there's clubs out there like in American sports. They don't spend money. Their owners don't spend any money ever. Like, Manchester United fans have no idea what bad ownership is. And that's the thing that bothered me most during the uh, most during the, uh, the window was reading Manchester United Twitter and how entitled that the fans felt to Sancho. It's like, it's just a transfer. Like, you either pay it or you don't. And there's no saying, I mean, Arsenal spent 80 on Pepe last year. He wasn't the best player in the league. Like, you don't get that. That's, that's not how it works. Your team has to be good without transfers. Like that I I don't believe True. in building a team out of free agents. Like City built a team over it's fully the
1: fans' fault though for how they feel. Like stop telling them that yeah, they're on I, their I, way. I
0: totally agree to that. But I think the idea that they're not beating down do it like
1: everyone else
0: does. Yeah, but like City built a team over three windows. They bought eighteen new players over three windows. But it was with a plan and with a coach who had a specific plan. That's where Manchester United lacks. They don't have a plan. Like we brought bringing Cavani again. Like that is just. I thought that was a huge step backwards. I'd rather have Igalo,
3: Falcal Mark. Yeah, I
0: really don't like him, and he might be could be Zlatan on part. Too. We're gonna see yeah. him. We're gonna see him because Martial is out for the next two matches. So.
3: For his violent conduct. Yeah, so you're
0: gonna see uh, Cavani, three, who hasn't played three, three. in seven months. So.
3: Yeah, it's another three matches. Yeah, it's a yeah.
0: straight red three three games unless yeah. he appeals it. What do I say? Said three more matches. You said, well, two. You just one more. Well, uh, it's Manchester United, so I figured they changed the rules. Um, All right, guys. So, (laughs) Dr. Pete, (laughs) anything to add? The other thing I'd like to do is
2: read you the standings after four games last year. You ready for this? Mm -hmm. Liverpool, Man City, first and second, Leicester in third. Not surprising. Fourth place, Crystal Palace. West Ham, fifth place. Arsenal in sixth. So we're four games in the season. Like you've got plenty of time to recover from four games. So we've all overreacted because the scores have been ridiculous. But there's a lot of games left to be played.
3: I I
1: agree. saying. there's a chance.
2: Me and Pete Pete
1: really come into like level terms here this week. We've like really crossed you.
3: You want to end the league right now and finish fourth place. <laughs>
1: you're the one who said that. You wanted that. Not You're, you're, one you, you you wanted shoot you're the
3: one saying tossing – yeah, you're the one tossing uh, shade <laughs> at everybody because Arsenal's in fourth place. All right,
1: James. No, actually, I, it's just funny that you guys use Arsenal to deflect from your
3: <laughs> crap performances. See, here
0: he
1: goes. weekend week, in, here he goes. week all right.
0: out. James, anything to add to all that? It's a long episode. Just say no. No, just, just
3: – uh, no. no, just you – know. Rest in peace, guys. <laughs> First, I miss you.
0: I'm not
1: surprised. <laughs> nothing to say. A <laughs> a lot of, anything, uh, nothing to say. Yeah, wait,
0: a no lot of age glue, at all. A
2: lot of good glue can be made out of that thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. I've said enough. <laughs> We're just going to let it go. Uh, for Ken Lee, James Lewis, and Dr. Pete, I am Tom Miller. See you guys next week.